Welcome to Rethink Real Estate. My name is Ben Brady, and this is a real estate podcast aimed to deliver sales strategies, marketing tips, and business insights from industry experts and myself to build a listing-focused business for the future. Let's get into it. Okay, well, welcome back to another episode of Rethink Real Estate. Guys, if you're seeing value in our podcast, we'd love it if you could give us a review on any of the streaming platforms that you're currently getting your podcast from. It really does help us to know that we're reaching as many people as possible. Not to mention if you can share an episode with somebody in your sphere to see whether or not they see the value in it as well. That would mean a world, the world to us rather. So getting into what we're going to be running into today in today's episode is that I thought it'd be uh, relatively, uh, you know, I guess, interesting to run through the numbers of auction. Quite often, one of the things that we get asked about the most when it comes to our auction process is, hey, can you prove the success of it? Because when it when it comes to auction, obviously, it's not something that's widely done within the the, the North American network of just general real estate. Uh, obviously, in the, in the places where we come from being Australia and New Zealand, it is one of the core metrics or core processes that is monitored. Um, but the numbers are the most important part to one, give credibility to us as a company that we're doing is uh, the high volume that we say we're doing. But two is to break it down in the sections of more North American-based properties so that then we can actually give you an understanding of what the results are like. And that's a really important part of this. And today I'm going to go through, you'll see me looking down at my screen, sorry for that, but you know, just to go through some of the numbers with you uh, and to sort of wrap up 2022 as we move into 2023. It's really interesting to go through. These are the statistics that we'll be using if you were ever to speak to one of your sellers about auction. These are the statistics that we will be using to present it to them. Um, and this is a marketing piece that we'll make available in the show notes or you could reach out to us, ben.brady at harcourtsauctions.com. Shoot you a copy of those over as well if you've got any questions. But all in all, in 2022, we did 1,436 auctions across North America. That is including Canada and obviously Mexico as well. Um, And 1,436 auctions across the board. Um, Now, out of that, selling 1,278. Now, the one thing that I want to make mention is the types of properties that we're taking through. Now, I'm going to break those numbers down just quickly, but I want to give you an understanding before we dive into the success platform or the success rate that we had, total clearance is what we call it. Now, that's comparing how many of the properties did we list and how many properties sell. So the thing that we need to take into consideration, first of all, is that no property sells for a price that a seller is uncomfortable with. Our auction process is done with a non-disclosed reserve price where the sellers have absolutely the final say and they are in complete control. So keep that in mind. Second to that is that we've just come out of a generational real estate marketplace over the last couple of years. Now, the last six months of 2022 was certainly a little bit sluggish, um, hence the reason that our auction volume has gone up, up, up. So instead of agents going in and asking for price reductions on properties, or maybe they did do a price reduction, they used the auction alternative as a method of sale. They added that auction process as a tool in their tool belt. Now, The thing that I do want to make mention though, is because of the real estate marketplace over the last number of years with low inventory, it means the quality of our inventory that we have been getting has been absolutely bottom of the barrel. And again, there's no real polite way to say that. It's properties next to highways or properties on busy streets or properties with defects or you know, maybe the seller's expectations might have been too much. But the reality is, is that these properties are ones with tainted reputations to the furthest extent that we've taken too. So first of all, those that are listening is that, hey, if you've got a new property to marketplace, we are so confident in the fact that we will get the highest price possible for it through the auction process, that it's the best way to do it to get the most true value out of the marketplace. But the second nature to that is that we can revitalize a property that's been on the marketplace a little bit more time, 
get more captive eyeballs to it because we've never met somebody that wants to overpay for real estate. Now, hopefully uh, we'll edit this um, in some way, shape or form as I record it and how that will flash up some of the statistics on the screen for you. Um, but again, 1,436 properties went to auction. 1,278 sold. So total clearance rate is just under 90%. Now, I have to say that that has been the first year that we have been under 90% in quite some time. Obviously speaks to a little bit of the caliber of the properties, but also just that tougher marketplace in the last six months. But that 89%, if we were to use that in comparison to the traditional list to sale ratio at the last quarter of last year, the list to sale ratio of traditional real estate, the list to sale ratio of a traditional real estate, a property goes on the marketplace, does it sell? Okay, within that quarter, the reality was is that that was sitting roughly at around 53%. If you take the average of all of the areas that we did auctions in, in the last quarter of 2022. So for those that love numbers and those that love the intricacies of all of this, you will love this episode. Those that are just like, ah, give me an overview, okay? Might not really like it that much. But either way, 89% total clearance. So that means property was listed and property sold before on the day or within 10 days after the auction process itself. Now, I'm going to give you a breakdown of those numbers, okay? Um, hopefully, we can fl flash something up on the screen. I'm going to have to stop saying that. But uh, either way is that when we, when we look at the total clearance, okay, we had 33.3% of properties selling before auction. Keep in mind when it comes to the auction process is that a seller can accept an offer prior to auction at any point. Most oftentimes, agents and sellers will say, well, hang on a second. What if we get an offer that's so head and shoulders above where everybody else is? Or what if we get one offer? They don't know that there's no competition. And can we accept it before auction? Absolutely. It's the best of both worlds. In some situations, okay, agents will say, well, I would never have gotten that much money for this property if it was taking it in a transparent and open negotiation because that buyer came in, fell in love with it, and they ended up paying way higher than everybody else because they didn't know what everyone else was paying. That situation is created also through auction in the before auction stage. The before auction stage, average number of days in the before auction stage, guys, was only about 14 days because we were running much shorter campaigns leading up until the auction date itself. Okay, so 14 days leading up until the auction date was the average. So either way, 33.3% of properties selling before auction day. We had 50.3% of properties selling on auction day itself. So the nature of our process is that we will take it through to an actual live auction itself, okay? And in the live auction itself is it is where we typically get the most amount of money if the circumstances actually meet the perfect competition parameters. Now, that is something that the auction team and the agent go all the way through the process and they will make determinations every single week. Every week, there is a check-in point to make sure that we, when we're leading into auction day, that auction day is the perfect recipe for success for all involved. If it is not, then we can postpone the auction and give it a little bit more time. We only allow one postponement, okay? Or we go to auction date or you might choose to withdraw it put it back traditional, the flexibility is all there. Now, the properties that didn't sell before on auction day, 5.4% of properties sold within 10 days after auction. So auction is typically um, a situation where people think that, well, if we don't have multiple people bidding on the day, it wasn't a, it was a failure. If it doesn't sell on the day of auction or before, it was a failure. No, it is just a crescendo point. Sometimes that negotiation, as we all know with traditional real estate as well, is that it's just an opportunity to start that negotiation, get it to the highest point possible that maybe it takes a little bit more time to eke out 
terms or maybe a little bit more money, okay? But it is a crescendo point in order to get everybody in the position that is making decisions to make decisions. Sorry to interrupt your podcast, but I wanted to take an opportunity to mention a value add for your real estate business that we're going to be releasing on the 16th of January. Our Harcourt's Auction Business Planning Template has been designed over a decade of dealing with the highest performers in our industry. We use our business planning format to go over the numbers, to make sure that you understand exactly what you need to do in order to hit your goals. Now, we take not only the numbers of deals that you need to do, we also look in and a deep dive into the prospecting metrics, not only from an industry standard, but how do you have a diverse range of inbound leads to not only build your sphere of influence, a repeat and referral business, but also understanding the farm areas or the individual marketplaces that you're targeting can produce the results that are needed. Too often in real estate, we see people that are going after areas that won't sustain what they're looking to achieve. And our business plan will ensure that not only you have a feasible farm area, but also that there are many, many different ways in order to build the lead side of your business, which builds your SOI and which also creates a repeat and referral business. That episode's coming out on the 16th of January. It'll be both on podcast, but also on YouTube as well. The free business planning template will be available. This will change the game. Average days on marketplace for us is, th- uh, is 36 days, uh, is the average days on market from starting an auction to the actual sale itself or to the property going into escrow. Now, Let's dive into a few more of the nitty gritty numbers. So for example, we're going to go through types of properties. 59% of properties in the previous 12 months were actually properties that were previously listed. Obviously not a shock considering, as I mentioned to you before, is that that is most of the time we are the second or third resort in the situation. Now we know and we can categorically prove that we get more money if we are not the last resort, but it comes down to a nature of belief. The seller has to believe it. The agent has to believe it. They might've seen it. Our diehard auction agents, they certainly believe it and know that a great comparable or a great statistic for this is that if you have a look at it, there is only 2% of times, okay, it might even be down to 1% as of last year, that we would see more after auction than what we were able to get before on the day of auction. Before on the day of auction is a leverage point where we know that even if you go traditional after that factor, that you're probably not going to get more. There's a very slim chance, either between one and 2%, okay, is the nature of whether or not you will get more post the auction process because of the leverage that it ultimately provides us. Now, if you look at new listings to market, we obviously have our diehard auction listing agents and our sellers that have done it before as well. We have a lot of repeat and return sellers after good results is that 41% were properties that were new to market, not new homes, but properties that were the first time they were listed on the market with that seller was going on the market itself. Now, If we have a look at it, 91% of our properties that were on the market were primary places of residence, meaning the homeowner lived in that property, 91%. 9% investment properties or flips or anything along those lines. We do zero distressed, foreclosed, or REO sales whatsoever, bank-owned properties, as we know that there hasn't been a big flurry of those onto the marketplace with all the moratorium dates and everything along those lines, but that doesn't matter because we do not do any. We've never really done any of those distressed properties. We might have done a situation in the past where maybe the seller needed to sell it quickly, but they were not in a distress situation. Now, if we look also from an auction perspective, auction perception perspective, we monitor 
the people that come through the open houses and one of the things that the auction team does is that they help with the follow-up process and the questions that they ask of agents and buyers and everybody that has been through to make sure that we understand where is our best approach and where are we getting the most amount of people through. The one thing that I've always found staggering with the auction process is the consistency of this number. And around 90% of people who saw the word auction will go to that property before looking at anything else traditionally locally. But now let's say, for example, I might be in the Bay Area, I'm looking in the Marine in a district, for example, um, I'm looking on Zillow or Redfin or any of these other platforms as we do, or I've gotten an email from my agent, I will absolutely look at the auction property as a buyer and go to that property before I actually look at anything else because of the nature of, oh, maybe could I get a deal? The perception of maybe I could get a deal has certainly been exemplified over the last number of years. But a lot of sellers and a lot of agents go, well, why do we want to attract those people? The reality, guys, why do we get so many more people through the front door of the property that is an auction property than what traditional do is because one, we cast to a wider market of all buyers, but two, okay, is that when it comes to it, I've never met somebody who wants to overpay for real estate, regardless of whether it's distressed real estate or whether it's beautiful real estate or whatever. Nobody wants to overpay. They all want a deal. So that brings me to the next part over here as well okay, is the auction activity. So on average, we were getting 71 groups of people through the front door of an individual auction property itself. So through whether it's on the market for two, three, four, five weeks, we were getting 71 groups of people through the front door of that property. So 98% of our properties are receiving offers prior to auction day. Now that does one of two things. First of all, it gives us a really good gauge of where the market sits from an office perspective. Okay, it's always great to hear verbal feedback, but realistically, unless they're willing to put it on paper, it really doesn't exist at that point. Now, 98% of our properties receiving an offer prior to auction also presents us with an opportunity that we can use it as a leverage point to find out who else is interested. Say we have 20 people that come through the open house, okay, a lot of people keep their cards close to their chest. If we get an offer prior to auction itself, what it allows us to do in the follow up process that the auction team helps the listing agent with is ring, ring, ring. Hi there, Mr. Buyer or Mr. Buyer's agent. You saw the property at 38 Smith Street over the weekend. We have received an offer prior to auction. I wanted to know whether or not you are interested or not because it may or may not stop the auction. Really leads us down to getting decisions out of, out of people so that we know exactly where everybody stands rather than crossing our fingers and hoping. Hope is not a strategy as we mostly know. Everyone's probably heard that saying before. Okay. Now, the other part that I want to take a look at is when it comes to um, uh, the showings, versus traditional. We keep a really good active track of this because of our traditional real estate that our companies do that we are part of. And then also the auction element of it as well. We look at that direct comparison. So where we look at this is that on average, when we look at it, okay, is that we're getting about 63% more showings on an auction property versus traditional. And a lot of people ask me where that comes from, where is that additional, is that one, we're casting the net out. So I know I'm going to just go away from the statistics for a second, but I do need to make sure that I point out in this situation is that people say, well, why would I want buyers that don't have the money? And the interesting element of that is that most of the time, our most competitive buyers that end up paying more than the buyers who say they have the money are the ones that originally said didn't. But the problem is in traditional real estate, those people that apparently don't have the money and people being agents and sellers and whoever it is, make the opinion on behalf of that buyer that they shouldn't see the property they don't end up getting a chance to buy that property in traditional. With auction, you bring them in the door, you get them emotionally connected or you are connected to the opportunity itself. And where it comes to is 
they become some of the most competitive people. And I really think that that is, in essence, one of the big points that misses in traditional. Now, we come from here and we look at the breakdown of all the people that we have through the auction process. 54% of properties receive interest from buyer's agents. So the agent community, 54%. 60, uh, f- sorry, excuse me, 46% come from public interest. So people that see the property on Zillow, um, you know, Redfin, Trulia, all of those third-party websites, they end up coming direct to the property itself. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't have an agent. It just means they take it upon themselves to come to the property. Now, to give you an understanding of what that percentage breakdown is on a traditional sense is that usually you get 80% of people will come to that property from the agent community. So 80% of people and 20% come from a public perspective. Because it's an auction, it has people more intrigued and we're getting more than double the volume of public interest coming through the property itself. Now, that doesn't mean we get less of the agent community. Our agent community numbers, our buyer's agents that are involved, is actually more than traditional. It just means that we're attracting a larger portion of the public and encouraging them to come. Because auction, remember, is about transparency, all the home inspections, termites, all the statutory disclosures, everything that would normally happen in escrow is done up front. So they feel much more comfortable and they're intrigued, obviously, itself. The other thing that we'll take make mention of as well, and the final number that we do keep track of is the number of bidding to start from versus the end result. So our pricing strategy works that the price of the property is much lower than the seller's expectation. The seller would set what is called a non-disclosed reserve price. There would be then a price put on the property that is below that, that is a bidding to start from. Okay. And it's publicly states in the MLS remarks and also in the public remarks that it is a bidding to start from subject to a seller's non-disclosed reserve. Now, on average, we're getting 28.3% increase from the bidding to start from price all the way to where we see an end result. Now, that is a variance. The bidding to start from price really does vary on property, price point, situation, how long it's been on the marketplace, and a lot of different other factors. But that is something that we can take you through in another episode. But all in all, guys, there are numbers We're incredibly proud of our numbers. We would expect our numbers to be even better for next year. Considering the marketplace has changed, it's not as seller-orientated as what it once was. So therefore, we have to get creative in creating our own marketplaces for each of our individual properties that are going to provide us with the best circumstance for buyer, seller, and agents to all walk away knowing that they got the best result possible. Our statistics absolutely show that. Um, Hopefully you can grab a copy of them within the show notes. If you don't, reach out to us, ben.brady at harcourtsauctions.com. Happy to send them through to you as well as all of our other marketing material. Thanks for tuning in. Well, if you've gotten this far, it either means that I'm on autoplay speaking to nobody or you got to the end of the episode because you like what we do. If that's the case, I'd love your help. If you could like, follow, or subscribe, whether you're listening on a podcast or you're watching us on YouTube, that would really mean the world to us as we try and expand our message and our audience. Maybe one step further, asking a little too much, but if you could leave a positive review or share this episode with somebody that you think would find it beneficial, that would help advance our audience. Also, if you're looking for any future topics for us to cover, if you're watching on YouTube, just comment below or to reach out, ben.brady at harcourtsauctions.com. Thanks again.